Good morning, Victory family. Take two, take three. We were having some technical difficulties, but we're so glad that you could join us this morning online. Just know we'll be back live and in person next Sunday, though. Um, I just want to encourage you with the scripture this morning in Psalms that says, I look up to the mountains. Does my strength come from mountains? No, my strength comes from God who made heaven and earth and mountains. He won't let you stumble. Your guardian God won't fall asleep. Not on your life. Israel's guardian, guardian will never doze off or sleep. God's your guardian right at your side to protect you. Shielding you from sunstroke, sheltering you from moonstroke. God guards you from every evil. He guards your very life. He guards you when you leave and when you return. He guards you now. He guards you always. We have a great God, amen, a God who is always on our side, who is always for us, never against us. And it says he is a very present help in time of need. Let's pray this morning. Father, we love you so much. We just worship you, give you all glory, honor, and praise in this place this morning. I just thank you, Father, that you will be high and lifted up, be exalted. I thank you, Lord, that you'll draw all hearts unto you. We love you so much, Father, and we thank you for your love for us, Lord, your unconditional love. Thank you, Lord. Have your way in this place this morning and in our lives. In Jesus' name. Well, we're going to start this morning with our confession, so say it out loud at home with us. Ready? Okay, here we go. I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me, and I have victory in my life. Because Jesus lives in me. Amen. Good word, good word. Welcome, everyone. So good to see all of you today. And uh, <clears throat> our prayer is that uh, God's presence will be right with you, right where you're at today. And uh, uh, as Kelly said, uh, we'll be online again this uh, Wednesday night, but back live next Sunday morning with a... Uh, with an in-person service. So continue to stand with us for total healing for everyone who's a part of the Victory Christian Center family. Amen. And I am going to say some amens today. So you go ahead and shout it out right in your home, wherever you're at. Uh, Jerry Nichols in your pajamas, you shout out amen so we can hear it here on Earl Avenue. Amen. It's an honor to share the word this morning. Uh, for our pastors, and thank you all so much for being with us. I uh, want to encourage you this morning that God's word will prevail. God's promises will prevail in your life. His promises over your family and over your children will prevail. Isaiah 54, 13, this powerful promise over our families, says, all your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. Psalms 112 says, Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. His offspring will be mighty in the land, and the generation of the upright will be blessed. God's word will prevail. The word of the Lord this morning is God's word will prevail. Regardless of what we see around us, regardless of what's happening, 
God is faithful to his promises. He is a faithful God, and he always hastens to perform his word, and his word will prevail in your life. His promises will prevail. Let's pray this morning. Father, as Kelly prayed earlier, our hearts and minds are open to receive your word this morning. We love you so much. We honor you. We praise you. We lift up the wonderful name of Jesus. We declare that Jesus is Lord this morning. Jesus is Lord over Victory Christian Center. Jesus is Lord over Lafayette, Indiana, over the state of Indiana, over our families, over America. We thank you for an awesome morning together. Holy Spirit, we welcome you this morning into this place, into our homes. We thank you. We thank you, Father, for your anointed word this morning. I thank you, Father, that your word is a powerful seed, and it goes forth, and it accomplishes what you send it to do in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. God's word over your health will prevail. His promise in James chapter 5, verse 14, says, Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. That's in James chapter 5, verse 14. Another promise Another word from God over our health in Isaiah 53, verse 4. Isaiah prophesying about the coming Savior, prophesying about Jesus. He said, surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. Another promise on healing, God's word on healing. Jeremiah 30, verse 17 says, I will restore health and I will heal your wounds, declares the Lord. And what God has spoken, he always does. God is faithful to his word. God's uh, word over your tithes and offerings this morning, over your finances, uh, his promise over your finances so that you and I have more than we need so we can be a blessing to others. His word over our finances this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 says, This I say, the person who sows sparingly will reap sparingly, but he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. So let each one of you give as you purpose in your heart. Don't give grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you. So that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. God's word over your finances will prevail. God's promise, his word over your ability to overcome temptation will prevail. This powerful word in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says, God's divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. And another promise over our ability to overcome temptation. God's word will prevail. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Right where you're at this morning, say, God is faithful. 
He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, he'll also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it or overcome it. Amen? 1 John 1, 9, God's promise over uh, uh, his promise that covers sin. God's word will prevail. 1 John 1, 9 says, if you confess your sin, he is faithful and he is just to forgive all of your sin. God's word will prevail in your life and in my life. And uh, finally, God's promise over our beloved nation will prevail. God's word will prevail. He is faithful to his word. And in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, he made us a promise, and he is faithful to his promise. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, and if they will pray, and they will seek my face, and they will turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Those are promises that God has made, and he is always faithful to his promise. From the very beginning, what God has spoken, everything God speaks comes to pass. God's word is God's promise, and the Lord is faithful, and the Lord always keeps his word. He always follows through on his word. He has kept every promise he's ever made. The book of Numbers, chapter 23, verse 19, in the ERV version. Guess what that stands for? Easy to read version. <laughs> I like that one. ERV version. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man. He will not lie. His decisions will not change. If God says something, he will do it. If God makes a promise, he will do what he has promised. And then Deuteronomy 7, 9, again in that same version, says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. How long? How long does he keep his promise? To a thousand generations. A thousand generations. In the New King James that same scripture, Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, Therefore, know that the Lord your God, he is God. He is the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. I was meditating on that verse all day yesterday, a thousand generations. And I began to think about how long is a thousand generations. Well, I went back and... Um, well, if you just if you type into Google how long is a generation or how long is a biblical generation, and if you ask 100 biblical scholars, what I found out is you'll probably get 100 different answers on how long a generation is. But on average, it appears that most scholars think that a generation is about 25 years. So if, if we say the average generation is 25 years, God is faithful to a 1,000 generations. He's faithful to his promise. That's 25 thousand years we have recorded history of every generation from adam to jesus we've got every generation we've got every name recorded from genesis 1 to the end of revelation we have every <clears throat> every generation that ever lived from adam 
to Abraham. I went back and I counted the generations. The Bible lists their names. And, and this morning, uh, really, uh, it maybe perhaps this morning, the names are not so important. But I just wanted to give you the names to kind of drive the point home that God is faithful to a thousand generations. And it started with Adam. And, and here's the generations that followed Adam that are listed in the Bible. Adam, Seth, Enos, Canaan, Mahalalel, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, Lamech, Noah, Shem, Arphaxad, Salah, Eber, Peleg, Reu, Sero, uh, Rug. I'm probably butchering these names. I apologize. Nahor, Terah, and Abraham. From Adam to Abraham, 20 generations. Or 20 names, 20 people. And then we know in Matthew chapter 1, the exact genealogy from Abraham to Jesus is laid out. And the Bible says from Abraham to David were 14 generations. And then it says from David to the captivity in Babylon were another 14 generations. And then from the captivity in Babylon to Jesus was another 14 generations. There's going to be a test on this when we're done. <laughs> Just kidding. But... I just want to get the point across that our God is faithful and he remembers every promise he's ever made. And, and so, you know, when we're thinking about, boy, Adam must have been created so long ago. Not really. Just 20 generations from Adam to Abraham and then uh, 14 times 3, 42 generations. I actually already did that math. I didn't do it in my head. 14 times 3, 42 generations from Abraham to Jesus. What's that, 62? 62 generations, 62 names that are recorded in God's written word from Adam to Jesus. I guess the only exact number of generations that perhaps we don't know is from Jesus to us, right? But if you take an average of 25 years per generation, there's been 2,000 years since Jesus walked the earth. That's just over 80. And so from Adam to you and I today, 80 plus, what did I say, 62? 142 generations. That's all we've had. I've seen pictures of five generations on Facebook <laughs> of people that are living today. Our daughter Grace did a study in class and looked at our genealogy uh, back, and, and she went back uh, 10, 11, 12 generations. And there's only been oh, oh, just over 140, perhaps, we're pretty close on that number, I think, 140 generations from the time that God formed Adam out of the dust of the ground and breathed life into him. And the book of Deuteronomy says that our God is faithful to his word. He's faithful to his promise for how long? To a thousand generations. Our God is amazing. And he remembers every promise he's ever made. He remembers his word. He is faithful to his covenant. He is not a man that he would forget what he has promised. He is not a man that he would ever lie. God is faithful. He is always faithful to his promise. Amen. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father. You are awesome. Praise the Lord. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11. The Lord said through the prophet Isaiah, he said, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, 
but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper or be effective in the thing for which I send it. Psalm 112, starting in verse 2, talks about the amazing works and promises of our faithful Heavenly Father. It says, Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all those who delight in them. Splendid and majestic is His work. His righteousness endures forever. He has made His wonderful acts to be remembered. The Lord is gracious, and He is merciful, and He is full of loving compassion. He has given food to those who fear him with awe-inspired reverence. This is in the Amplified Version. God will remember his covenant forever. Book of Deuteronomy says God remembers his promises, his covenant for a thousand generations. David said in Psalm, God remembers his promises. He remembers his word forever. Glory be to God. God has declared and made known to his people the power of his works in giving them the heritage of the nations. The works of his hands are truth and absolute justice. All his precepts are sure, established, reliable, and trustworthy. They are upheld forever and ever. They are done in absolute truth and righteousness. Psalm 119, David said, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Hebrews 10, 23 says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. God is a faithful God, and he remembers his covenant to a thousand generations. He remembers his promise. What God has spoken, he will do. What God has spoken to you through the Holy Spirit, he is faithful to perform his word, and he will do it. This is no time to turn loose of the promises of our faithful God. When things are shaking around us, that's the time to stand on the foundation of God's word because his word is his promise. Amen. Amen. God always keeps his word because God's word is his promise. And God's word is God speaking to us, his promises. Glory be to God. Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. I want to look at Joshua just for a few minutes this morning. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 through 9, when God called Joshua into leadership, and God spoke some promises to Joshua. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. And this is what the Lord said. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people. The Jordan was a mighty river. Go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. 
No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you, and I will not forsake you. Verse 6, be strong, be of good courage. For to this people, God knew what was in store. He knew what was coming. He knew what Joshua was going to have to do. He knew what he was going to come up against. God knew that the first city he was going to have to take was the mighty city of Jericho with 42 feet tall fortified walls. God knew what was in store. And so God speaks this powerful promise to Joshua, filling his heart with faith, giving him vision, giving him uh, faith to do the impossible, giving him clarity to step out. God spoke a powerful word to Joshua. He said, be strong, be of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong, be very courageous, that you may observe to do all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the left hand or to the right, that you may prosper wherever you go. That was God's promise to him. And God always keeps his promises. This, uh, um, verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong. Be of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And then they began to make preparations to move out. And then we get to the first city that they were to take in Joshua chapter 6. And it was the mighty city of Jericho, a fortified city. And um, I did some research on the walls, the walls of Jericho. And um, I think when I was a boy, I'd seen some cartoons and some kids books, you know, of the walls of Jericho. And it looked like it was maybe 10 feet tall, you know. More like a fence. You can find some, uh, some pretty cool uh, uh, YouTube documentaries on biblical, uh, bib bib biblical archaeologists who've gone back, and now they're actually excavating the site. The city of Jericho is still there. Uh, the walls are still uh, there. Uh, they've been excavated over the years. And so uh, now we know exactly what those walls look like and just how fortified that they were, and uh, the forti fortifications of Jericho were massive. These walls were structured on a three-tiered plan. Um, the walls started with an earthen rampart or an embankment, which ran from uh, it ran from ground level upwards on an incline to a stone retaining wall. And the stone retaining wall was the second tier, and the stone retaining wall stood. Um, approximately 15 feet high uh, on, the, on the top of the earthen embankment. And on top of the stone retaining wall stood another wall made of mud bricks that were six feet, this wall was six feet thick, and it was between 20 and 26 feet high. Together, these two walls on top of the earthen embankment uh, combined to uh, form a fortification between 30 and 40 feet tall approximately the size of a four-story building. <clears throat> On the other side of the double wall, the embankment continued to climb. You have this approximately 40 feet, this earthen embankment, and then this first wall. And on the other side of that, 
there was another embankment. It was a double wall. They've excavated it today. They found it. On the other side of the double wall, the embankment continued to climb upwards. The third tier was at the very top of the embankment where yet another mud brick wall stood. At their base, the walls of Jericho stood 46 feet above a ground level outside the retaining wall. Glory be to God. Joshua chapter 6, verse 1. Here they are. God has already done the first miracle, and he stopped the river Jordan. And so the army of Israel was able to cross, go across the, uh, the Jordan River. And now they're outside, they're camping outside the city of Jericho. This mighty city with huge fortified walls. And in Joshua chapter 6, it starts out with, with this. It says, now Jericho was securely shut up. They had heard about the children of Israel, that they were coming. Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. No one went out and no one came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, watch this. The Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hand. It's king and the mighty men of valor. That word see was very powerful word. Joshua would have had to see in the spirit because in the natural, he would have seen a mighty fortified city that he was camping outside. Impenetrable walls, seemingly. Over 40 feet tall. And the Lord says to Joshua, see, I've given you this city. Woo, glory be to God. God is always faithful to his promises. That first word that God gave Joshua, he said, see, I've given Jericho into your hand. I've given you its king and the mighty men of valor. And then God goes on to give specific instructions and what the people need to do. God said, you shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go around the city once. Do this six days. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day, march around the city seven times, and the priest shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass. When God says it shall come to pass, it is going to come to pass. He's not a man that he should lie. When God makes a promise, he always follows through. He is faithful. Amen? Amen. Verse 5, God said, it shall come to pass. When they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout, then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, every man straight before him. Glory be to God. And you go down to verse 13. The people were quick to obey. God gave the instruction to Joshua. Joshua gave the instruction to the people, and they were quick to obey what God had said. Verse 13, the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of the ram's horns uh, before the ark of the Lord went on continually and blew the trumpets. The armed men went before them, but the rear guard came after the ark of the Lord while the, tree, while the priests continued blowing the trumpets. 
The second day, they marched around the city once, and they returned to the camp. So they did this for six days. But it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early, about the dawning of the day. And they marched around the city seven times in the same manner. On that day only, they marched around the city seven times. Previous six days, they marched around one time according to exactly what God told them to do. On the seventh day, he said, march around the city seven times. And on the seventh time, it happened. Everybody say, it happened. (laughs) It happened when the priests blew the trumpets that Joshua said to the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Verse 20, so the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets. And it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall went down flat. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. Glory be to God. God always is faithful to his word. God's word, his promise has power over natural things. God's word is a supernatural word in origin, and the effects of God's word are supernatural. They're greater than natural things. Um, I looked up supernatural in the Google Dictionary. Get on the Google. In the Google Dictionary, uh, and it says uh, attributed, supernatural is this. It's attributed to some force beyond scientific understanding or the laws of nature. Science has have gone back now. Scientists, archaeologists have gone back and, and they've ex- excavated portions of, of Jericho. And they have found that the walls on top, they crumbled down and it created a ramp that people could run right over. And then they found in one layer of sediment a tremendous uh, amount of material that was burned. And later on in Joshua chapter 6, it talks about how they burned the city. It's all there. The evidence is still there. It happened. These were real people. Amen. Glory be to God. Webster's Dictionary talks about supernatural. It says, of or relating to an order of existence beyond the visible, observable universe. God's word is supernatural in origin, and God's word is supernatural in its effect. Glory be to God. Hebrews 11.3 says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed. How? The worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. God's word is a supernatural word and it is greater than natural things. Hebrews chapter 1 verses 1 through 3 says, Upholding all things by the word of his power. God's word created all things and God's word is upholding all things. The word of the Lord this morning for Victory Christian Center is God's word will prevail. God's word will prevail. The promises that he has made to us regarding our family, regarding our health, regarding our finances, regarding our future in heaven. Regarding our ability to overcome temptation. Regarding the sufficiency of the blood that Jesus, Jesus shed and the forgiveness of our sins. God is faithful to his word. God's faithful to his promises over our nation. Amen? He is faithful. The definition of prevail is 
to prove more powerful than opposing forces, to be victorious. Webster says to gain ascendancy through strength or superiority, to triumph. Here's what God's word does. God's word has proven more powerful than opposing forces. God's word is victorious. God's word gains ascendancy through strength or superiority. God's word has and will triumph over everything. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, he said, uh, this is Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house. It did not fall because it was founded on the rock. What is the rock? The rock are the words of God, God's word, the promises of Jesus, the words that Jesus said. He said, you can build your life on the words that I say. His living word is the foundation upon which we build our lives in every area of our lives. We hear the word. We speak the word. We do the word. We hear God's current revelation. We hear about things that may be hidden from other people. We get God's current revelation unclear things made clear, hidden things uncovered and made known. I don't mean we hear an audible voice, but we hear the still Small voice of the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit speaking in our heart area. The still small voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to our born again human spirit. So many voices are speaking today. Have you noticed that like I have? So many voices. Many, 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 many voices speaking. So many different channels through which we're receiving voices, people talking, so many voices, so many opinions. Everybody seems to have an opinion about everything. There's one voice that you and I need to make sure we are hearing on a daily basis because he is faithful to his word and what he speaks, he will do. We have to take time to hear What is the Spirit of God saying to you and what is the Spirit of God saying to me in this hour today? What's the Holy Spirit saying? Pastor Pam shared a word in November 2018 and she said the rock upon which we can build our lives is God's living word. It's his current revelation for our lives. Pastor Pam also said, she said, God's revelation is big and his revelation for you is connected to more than just you. His revelation is connected to many people and many situations. The answers for the world today, many of these answers seem, you just hear the voices of all the people. Many of the answers that the world needs today, they seem like they're hidden from many people. But we know that hidden In Jesus Christ are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Colossians chapter 2 verse 3 says, Jesus Christ in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Amen. And through our born again human spirit, we are able to hear from the Holy Spirit And we're able to hear what God would say to us every day. John 16, verses 12 through 15. Jesus was talking to his disciples and 
This is amazing because Jesus said, I still have many things to say to you. He said, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He won't speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He'll glorify me. He'll take of what is mine and declare it to you. Jesus said, all things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said, he will take of mine and declare it to you. Isn't that amazing? He still has many things to say to us. Glory be to God. We have his written word and we have his current revelation through the Holy Spirit speaking to our born again human spirit in Jesus Christ in a heart that's been opened to heaven through faith in Jesus through our born again human spirit at the leading of the Holy Spirit always in agreement with the written word. If we hear anything that's not in agreement with the written word, it can't be the Father. Anything that the Father says to our born-again human spirit, anything the Holy Spirit is going to say is always going to agree with his written word. Amen. In these things, in this revealed word, we're going to find certain things. Like Joshua, through the revealed word from the Holy Spirit to our born-again spirit, we're going to find three things. Number one, we're going to receive vision. Vision. Number two, we're going to receive faith to do the impossible. Number three, we're going to receive clarity on how to proceed, just like Joshua. God gave him vision. God gave him faith, supernatural faith to do the impossible. And then God gave him specific clarity on how to proceed. As you and I tune into the Holy Spirit, We'll receive these same things in these days of seemingly uncertainty. At least that's what all the voices are saying. They're days of uncertainty. We know that our our days are certain. Amen. Because we stand on a firm foundation of God's promises and God's word. But in these days of many voices, we need vision. We need faith to do the impossible. And we need clarity on how to proceed. Pastor Pam also said in November 2018, she said that worldly knowledge brings confusion and strife, but revelation knowledge brings clarity and peace. Amen. Joshua 6.1, the city was all shut up, and the Lord said, see, I've, see, Joshua, I've given you this city, this mighty city of Jericho with a reputation, this, these fortified walls. He said, see, I've given it to you. And then God gave him vision, God gave him faith to do the impossible, and God gave him clarity on how to proceed. Hebrews 6.12 says, imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what? They inherit the promises. Amen? God's word will always prevail. I want to conclude with this. Four steps for you and I to see God's word prevail in our life. Amen? Number one. Receive the word of the Lord. Tune into his voice. Tune out all the other voices. What is the Spirit of God saying to you this morning? What will the Holy Spirit be saying to you tomorrow? Amen. One of the uh, best things for me personally about 
having the responsibility and this great honor of sharing his word here at Victory Christian Center is that I really have to tune in. And what a blessing when you have to tune in. I want to encourage you, tune out the other voices and tune in to what the Holy Spirit is saying. He'll give you vision. He'll give you faith to do the impossible. And he'll give you clarity on how to proceed. Glory be to God. Number one, receive the word that he has for you. His written word and his current revelation as revealed by the Holy Spirit to our born again human spirit. Number two, obey the word. Just do the next thing that God has shown us to do. If you feel like you're having trouble uh, with clarity on what God is saying, I would encourage you to perhaps go back and do the last thing that God told you to do. Because perhaps in order to position yourself to hear the next thing, you have to obey the last thing that he said. Amen. Number one, receive the word. Number two. Number one, receive the word. Number two, obey what God has shown you. Number three, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord as we wait. Hebrews 13, 15. One of my favorite verses says, Therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise. Well, what is that? That's the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Found at the end of the book of Hebrews, the amazing book that reveals the sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice that Jesus made. He made the full sacrifice, took care of all of our sins. So what type of sacrifice is there left for us to give? Sacrifice of praise. Amen. Number one, receive the word. Number two, obey the word. Number three, just praise the Lord. Praise the Lord as we wait for the manifestation of the promise. Keep praising. Don't doubt. Keep blowing the trumpet of praise. Praise and worship confuses the enemy's plans especially in a time of difficulty. The enemy will think he has you troubled. He'll think he has you down. He'll think he has you confused. But when you praise the Lord right in the middle of difficulty, you praise the Lord right in front of an obstacle, it'll confuse the enemy's plans against you. He won't understand how you can continue to praise right in the middle of difficulty. It'll confuse his plans that he's trying to bring against you. Number four, Receive the manifestation of the promise. Just receive it. Amen. God is faithful to fulfill his promises to a thousand generations. David said God is faithful to his word forever and ever. Glory be to God. I want to pray for you this morning. Uh, all across the network, wherever you're watching, Wherever you're at, in your home or in your car and whoever you're with, we want to pray with you this morning. If you're here this morning and you need clarity, um, you need a breakthrough in any area of your life. I want to pray with you this morning. We're going to agree that your born again human spirit would hear the Holy Spirit clearly and uh, he would follow through on all of his promises to you. Amen. He will follow through on all of his promises to you. Let's pray together. Father God, I thank you. You see each person, Father, who's watching today. 
at this very moment. I thank you, Father. You know each circumstance, each situation that each person may be confronted with. I thank you, my Father, for supernatural strength and encouragement. Father, this morning, we thank you. We come into agreement that you lift every burden, lift every weight, lift every care off of every mind. We pray, Father God, each person, we thank you for your promise that we have the mind of Christ. We thank you, Lord, for vision, fresh vision for each person. We thank you, Father God, for supernatural faith to do the impossible for each person who's watching and listening this morning. And we thank you, Father, for clarity on next steps on how to proceed for each person. We pray these things in the wonderful name of Jesus. Everybody said, amen, amen. Also want to pray for you this morning if you're watching. Maybe you would say, pastors, my life is not right. Maybe you're watching this morning, you're watching this uh, uh, this service on the internet, on, on YouTube or Facebook or however you're watching it, and maybe you would say this morning that your life is not right. Maybe you're on the wrong path. Maybe you have never put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you this morning that with a heart that's open to the Lord through faith in Jesus, we have access to heaven. And... Uh, God has a great plan and a great purpose for your life. I want to pray for you this morning. If you are watching this morning and you say, pastors, my life is not right. If you are on the wrong path this morning, then I propose to you that that's why you're watching, to get back on the right path, on the good things that God has for you. So I want to pray with you this morning. So right where you're at, would you pray this prayer after me? Let's pray together. Say, Father God, thank you so much for sending Jesus. Thank you for your love for me. I have sinned. I've made mistakes. But this morning, Father, I place my faith in Jesus. I believe Jesus is Lord. I receive your love this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we believe that you are born again. Amen. Okay, right where you're at this morning, let's go out with a powerful confession, all right? Now, if we were all here together in the sanctuary, this would get nice and loud. So, uh, right where you're at in your home, let's say this together, okay? Here we go. You are my Father. You are the living Word. Thank you for vision. Thank you for clarity. My hope is in Jesus. My faith is in Jesus. God, you are faithful to your word. I receive your promise to me. My future is bright. My best days are straight ahead. Jesus is Lord. Amen, amen. We love you. And uh, again, Kelly has a great word this Wednesday night, so make sure you, sure you uh, tune, again, uh, tune in again. And uh, we look forward to being together again next Sunday morning. God bless you all. Have an amazing day.